thank you so much for coming tonight. Uh, as Jeff was saying, I'm a board-certified music therapist, and I have an undergrad and master's in music therapy. And so I've been a music therapist for 20 years now, which has seemed hard to believe. Um, my profession, um, I really feel that I was born to do this work, that this profession um, is the combination of all the gifts that I've been given from God. The gift of music, uh, the gift of connecting with people, and the gift of wanting to help others. So for music therapy, I see people in my office, but mainly what I do is go see people uh, for music therapy in the community, whether it's an individual in their home or who's in a hospital. Um, I see individuals, um, or I see people in a group setting in nursing homes, adult day centers, so I'm all over the place in the community. And one facility um, that employs me, for, contracts me for music therapy, is Gottlieb Hospice in Melrose Park. And the story that I'm going to tell you tonight is about a woman, a patient of Gottlieb Hospice. And a nurse called me and she said, I have this woman, she's in her 50s and she's dying of cancer. And she says that this patient is expressing that she has a lot of anxiety and she really feels to me that she needs, she needs to relax and she's not sure how to do that. So it was a perfect referral for music therapy. Um, so I thought, okay, I'm going to go be going to this woman's house, and which is always an interesting experience, too, is going to someone's home that you've never been to before. I'm a stranger in their home. But I thought, okay, so she's needing relaxation, so I thought I'm going to plan a music-assisted relaxation technique, and I'm going to, that was, this is my plan now. <laughs> and so my plan was to come in with my guitar, play a very soothing, rich melody, improvise on the guitar, um, helping her to deep, breathe deeply um, and lead her through a guided meditation then with the guitar. So that was my plan going in. Well, I didn't realize that God would have a different plan for me that day. So I arrive at her home and I get out of the car and strap on my guitar and have all my stuff, my iPad and everything, and I come, I'm walking up the steps to her house and I hear all this laughter and conversation, just very boisterous. And I, I'm, I can see all these women in the kitchen, and they're all eating, just enjoying each other's company. So I thought, well, this is going to be interesting. This is not going to work. My, my plan was not going to work. This was not a, an environment that could be for quiet music-assisted relaxation. So I come in and they're very warm. They welcome me into their home immediately. And I go sit in the family room. And um, the client, the patient comes into the room and sits down next to me. And I spend a couple minutes with her just talking. Um, it's important to establish that connection, this rapport, um, right from the get-go. And uh, so she we, um, based on what she's telling me about her strong faith, and I thought, I'm going to go right into Amazing Grace, because that's a song that I know that she knows. It's a song that I know, so I feel comfortable doing that as well. And so I just start singing, and uh, with the guitar accompaniment, very gentle. And 
So she's enjoying this piece, this very meaningful piece, and then she starts to sing with me. And then her sister comes in, and the second verse starts, and the sister joins in. And one by one, these women, all of the women, they were family members and friends from the church, and they all come and gather around this woman who is dying of cancer. And it was the most incredible experience to be in this environment where I know God was present because you could, you could feel it. And uh, we sang numerous religious songs. Um, there were some songs that I didn't know, but I could figure it out based on the notes that they were singing. I could figure it out on the guitar. And even at one point, um, it was really interesting because the, um, the joy grew and grew and grew. And before you know it, they were singing. It was almost like a blues style. So I was playing blues on the guitar. <laughs> and it was just incredible. And, um, you know, there were a few times where I got choked up, you know, to myself. Not that it was outward, because uh, that wouldn't be really the right thing to do. Uh, but and it's those moments where I feel that so deeply that I know that the presence of God is there. And um, so that was the plan that was supposed to happen. That's what God had intended to happen that day. And after the music has, had ended, we all, one of the ladies in the room, she says, let's all stand and say a prayer. And so everyone held hands um, with, you know, we were in a circle. And they said, thank you. She said, thank you, Lord Jesus, for bringing this woman, me, here today to bring music to, well, to everyone. And, um, you know, and that was, just when I thought I was choked up before, <laughs> that was really meaningful to have that value placed on my presence and that they felt it too, that the depth of that experience. And then they, obviously, they prayed for the woman and prayed for the community. So, um, that was the plan that happened that day. And so I was very grateful for that experience. And they asked when I was coming back. That's great. Okay. Now, um, and uh, just a side note, too, she did experience relaxation. It just wasn't the way I had intended it. So there are a lot of different ways that you can fry a fish or whatever you want to say. Mm -hmm. So. We can use music for our own benefit. Um, if you're feeling stressed or you're needing to relax, you can find whatever music is your favorite music to relax to. What I might find relaxing, you may not find relaxing. So that's one way that you can utilize music for your own benefit, uh, for relaxation, for stress relief. Uh, Another way that you can use music is if you've ever played an instrument before. Maybe, you know, back in your teens and 20s, you played an instrument. Well, you could always try and pick that back up again. Um, or if you've ever wanted to learn how to play the piano. Maybe a friend of yours knows how to play the piano and they could teach you. And maybe you have a skill that you could teach them so that way you wouldn't have to spend the money on a lesson because that could be expensive. Um, 
I think it was St. Augustine who said, if you sing, when you sing, you're praying twice. So when you're in church, don't be afraid to pick up that hymnal and sing out. And if you feel like you have an aptitude for singing, St. Paul the Cross Choir, I see a lot of choir members here tonight. Uh, I'm a member of this, the choir as well, and we're always looking for new members. So there are many different ways that you can involve music in your life for your own personal benefit. And uh, so that's my story about music and music therapy. Yes. How would a person contact you if they wanted you to come for someone who was ill or just needed something yes. like that? Uh, I have I have flyers here. I'm glad you brought that up because I forgot about, I bought, printed up flyers about music therapy, but my uh, email and my phone number is on there and a variety of websites about music therapy. And if you want to talk to me afterwards, I can give you a business card as well. So. But there's the Illinois Association for Music Therapy uh, that also has a referral list. Question. What inspired you to go into this? something. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a good question. So what inspired me to do this profession? Um, I was a, a freshman music major at the University of Iowa and I didn't know what in the world I was going to do with a music major if I couldn't cut it in the big leagues of being an oboist with the Chicago Symphony or something like that. So um, I knew that really wasn't the path that I wanted to take. So I saw a flyer up in the halls of the music wing and it said music therapy and it listed you know, a combination of music and medicine and psychology, and I thought, oh my gosh, that's it. So that, I just knew right away that that was what I wanted to do. And so that's that. your full God, occupation? working again. Yes, yes. I think Norm had a question. I was Dorsey yes. with, direct, with two fingers. He was a big, tall, gray-haired guy. Didn't want too much energy, but he did beautiful song he wrote called Take My Hand, Precious Lord. Uh, and that was one of the songs that we did with one of, with this woman that I was telling you about. It was it's a beautiful song. It is a beautiful song. Yeah. Thanks for sharing that story. We have it in our repertoire. We do. We do it for lots of funerals. Someone's got to point it out. Could you tell us a little bit, are you a unique person or is there a lot of people who are music therapists? That's a great question. So. Are there others like me out there? Uh, yes. Well, in Illinois, we have 200 board-certified music therapists. Uh, in the nation, I think it's just over 5,000. And so uh, at the end of March, we're having a five-state Great Lakes Regional Conference. I'm one of the co-chairs for this conference. And so we expect around 400 music therapists from the surrounding states to come and take part in continuing education and sharing um, you know, their valuable work in their research because that's really what it is too. It's research-based evidence practice so that we can keep up with all the other allied health professionals. Uh, so, yeah, good question. Do you, do you find that uh, certain songs, is it is it more a case of, of picking the right music for the right circumstance or are there certain classic songs that, that just release Bring, bring God's presence to, to the people. What do you find personally? I really find that music is so personal. So what might be meaningful 
to you and have significance to you may not carry the same for someone else. Um, so my job as the therapist is to assess, well, what are the needs of this person or the strengths and, and get some information about their background. The research has shown that music of people's young adult years, so for me it would be in the 70s and 80s, <laughs> Madonna, that's crazy, and uh, so that music has shown significance in people's music from people's young adult years, but that's not 100% true. I really think it's very person-specific, uh, yeah. so that's my job to find out what is that piece of music, or is it just drumming together? What is it that's really going to connect with that person? I worked as an activity um, activity person in a nursing home in a Alzheimer's unit for a couple of years, and these elderly people, um, they knew all the old songs. They could they knew the words to it. One of the um, daughters of one of the patients came in once a week at least and played the piano, and they knew all those patriotic songs, and it was wonderful. They they contributed. They were happy. They were clapping. It was great. Right. Because that's music, even with neurological impairment, the music, the, um, the knowledge of music and that recall is still there, despite all the atrophy in the brain, music is still remains, and because it's processed in many different parts of the brain, and, um, and the beautiful thing about being a, a, the music therapist, Alzheimer's disease is a, a population where I really gravitate towards, I've been doing uh, seeing people with Alzheimer's for 20 years, and uh, um, to be able to adjust the music in the moment to, um, if they needed me to slow down the tempo, but it really connects with them, the music, whether it's drumming or um, singing old songs, talking about songs, reminiscing all through music. It's very powerful. And, uh, yeah. have, you ever, have you ever been to the high schools? on college days to talk to students, music students? That's a great, great yeah. question if I ever... This is something they can think about? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, actually, for the conference, we're having high schools, we've publicized the conference that they can come for $10, they can come to the conference and sit in on sessions if, to learn more about music therapy because we are growing as a field. We're starting to get insurance reimbursements, so this our field is exploding, and so we need people to be aware of the profession. So that's we are doing that in the area for high schools, and I know all over the country there's a push to inform students. So yeah, good question, Norm. When I was I was in the army in Korea, and uh, we were stationed at the air base there, but on a Wednesday night we had access to jeeps anytime we wanted. We'd drive into town to Seoul, and uh, there was a group of Presbyterians there. They were uh, missionaries. Had been living there for so many years. Even their families had little kids. And little kids, you think they they never seen the merry-go-round. Didn't see any of the things that American kids used to enjoy at that time, you know, and have experience with But music was their foundation. We'd get together in that big hall up there, all of them, and join hands, and they would sing. 
you could tell by the way they sang that, that Jesus was there that night with them. It was really warming. Very warming. Yes. Thank you for sharing that. Thank you, everyone.